gonna get into um, our dating topics, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which we love to get into and talk about. And um, we, uh, our last show, which was great. Uh, shouts out to Jazz and Kaisha for coming on to the last show. And it did actually um, ring a little bit of controversy. Had a lot of conversation about it. I'm still talking about it, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, we talked about interracial dating. So just want to kind of give a little feedback on that and kind of make this a little bit of like a follow-up and, and part two um, of that particular podcast. So you had your friends listen to it, John. What, what were their thoughts on that particular show? Uh, they they enjoyed it. Um, don't I never I didn't really have any like bad feedback. Um, I think only maybe one or two, uh, just because they're pro black, uh, black everything, um, had their reservations, especially when it came when it comes to men uh, dating outside of the race. Um, but their their big thing was if you choose to do that, that's cool, but just don't talk down to black women and make them seem like they're so hostile and they create all this drama and they do all these things that tend to, I guess, show this depiction of, you know, they're not the greatest to deal with and they can't handle situations and they, instead of bringing you up, they bring you down. That was her big thing. So don't act like they have these big attitudes and stuff like that. Right. You know, the typ- the typical standard right, right. when it comes to black women, like, even when it came to Queen and Slim, going back to that, where um, Queen's character in the beginning seemed like the angry black woman or the angry black B-word with the resting B-word face in that mm-hmm. sense. And a lot of people may think that's all black women. That's how they act. Right. When that's not necessarily the truth. Um, that was her thing, her argument. Okay. And, uh, oh, was that the one we listened to? No, that was a different one. No. I was one of them. It was, okay. It was two. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. She was interesting. Um, right. And uh, did you get any actual feedback, Josh? Or was, I mean, I know you have your own, of course, but any feedback from the show itself? That uh, interracial dating show? No. Okay. So as you're writing over there, <laughs> um, what's some of your – well, you know what? Let me, hold on. Before I do that, my feedback. I'm sorry. So I was about to say you you had the most right. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so as I said on the podcast, you know itself, um, I have friends who've been with a different race, a uh, white woman for and family members and family members. So we're talking about people who have been with these relationships for you know ten, fifteen years. So of course when they heard it um they had their, their 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 thoughts on it because this is their actual life that they live their personal life so um and and some of it's personal you know things of that nature but basically you know and and I want to talk about jazz too because I talked to jazz more about it when I went to the barbershop and um you know he was saying that of course that when he said what he said he would have loved to be able to have someone hear what he says and then explain what he says, you know, right away without them listening and then, you know, talking to me or not knowing. But basically he's saying that, you know, when he first first sees, let's say, um, Raheem and Becky walking down the street, his first thoughts is exactly what he said. He sees a weak black man. But 
if they were to have conversations with them, if he knew them personally, if they, if they talked to him about why they're with the person or what makes them be with the person, then he can understand more. But that doesn't negate his first actual thought. So um, going back to the feedback, because his first thought was that. And I think to Jazz's defense, he also mentioned um, the typical prejudice of what we're going into detail what he said. I think he was elaborating on the prejudice that we're actually taught in when we're growing up in schools when it comes to education. And he brought up a point, like if you see a tall black male with a hoodie, 300 pounds, walking on the street, what would you feel? Would you feel like, oh, this is my friend, or would you feel alarmed? You're going to feel alarmed, but this guy could be an Ivy League, an Ivy Leaguer, right. harmless. Right. But just because of what you're taught, you get that automatic thought. And that's what he was trying to present. Like, mm-hmm. based on my experiences when I was taught, this is what I, this is what I see. But after getting, but I'm not ignorant to a point. So after talking to you, if you, getting to know you, getting your vibe or whatever, I may be, just because that's my first thought, that's not my ending thought. Right, and that's what he was trying to explain because he felt like a lot of people were referring to like, oh, this is this this bigot where he looks as mm-hmm. this as that, and that's it. Right, but no, he's actually more open minded. But it's just he's just giving you his opinion on what he sees at first. But I I still am confused by their confusion because he says that in his statement. I think the thing was he said like he said if his daughter did that then you know he I would. think people got caught up like when you're watching TV mm-hmm. or like watching these reality shows once you hear that one thing that you don't like you're going to run with that one thing that, the minute jazz said weak mm-hmm. people felt that <laughs> that's, that's fair that's, I agree. and he wasn't as he didn't explain in depth as much as he did to me at the barbershop or maybe to John. And also Kaishi was there, so she could have interrupted him too as well. So there was a lot going on there. And with her like responding like, nah, (laughs) it kind of made it look like they were like double duo. Oh, they're against the agenda of what's actually happening. And they look at it that from that standpoint, like, okay, um, these guys only want this, but in reality that doesn't always happen. And I don't feel weak just because I may I just so happen to like this person I grew up with or I've been around and we don't have no issues we view each other the same way I don't think I'm weak and I think people took it that way as like no I'm not weak it's just yeah I think the scenario didn't paint his uh view in a fair light right um overall <laughs> but I was able to get it later on but the feedback I got at first was like you said you hear that weak word we call it a grown man weak it just messes with your head. But here's the thing. If you're not weak, what's the problem? It, it doesn't matter, man. It's just one of those trigger words that, that I'm telling you. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. But that's like... Uh, Sticks and stones, bro. Right. right. That's all I'm about to say. <laughs> but well, we do live in a very sensitive world right now. Right. And a lot of people tend to view what they hear and go along with what they hear as opposed to going along with the facts. I'm, I'm not The quote that Denzel Washington always gives about that i don't remember word for word but he basically he's saying like when it comes to news outlets and what we watch on a day-to-day basis people prefer the fast news as opposed to the real news and what you're hearing at that point people are going to resonate with that as opposed to getting the facts because it sounds better it's quick and that's what they get so to that point when somebody hears those trigger words when words do actually do hurt people unfortunately 
they're when, because they're, they're living in situations. They, like I said, they're living it. They've been with these women for so long, so it's just their life. So to say, like my life is portrayed as weak, it automatically will, will, will trigger you. I mean, but again, if you're not weak and you're proud of your situation, again, that's te- Teflon. Yeah, it doesn't even again. It doesn't apply. Whatever. But it's not. You got to think though, Josh. It's not just Jazz. Jazz is just one of many, many people. They either hear this from, or see it, or get stares when they're out with their women and stuff like that. And that thought comes back to them like, oh man, this again. Right. You know. You understand what I'm saying. So it's it's just that. And I will say, which I told them, and and they know, and and, and Jazz knows. It's like there are there are a lot of men out here. What's that movie with um Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard's. Um, I had to bring it up because it, it resonates I mean, with the point. Movie, Big I, Mama's I, house. No, 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 no. He <laughs> plays. He plays a director in the movie. His wife is white. The cop gropes the wife. Oh, uh, um, uh, it's kind of depressing. I can't remember. The name it's kind. It's kind of like. Because the point, Queen, Queen and Son. Yeah, uh, but the, I can't remember the name of the movie. But there's a point where he gets arrested and yeah. the dude. Switch? No, 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 and the wife don't do it. Crash. Crash, crash, yeah, yeah. And then he gets in the car, and uh, such and such character tries to rob him, and then they get pulled over by the cop. Yeah. And then Terrence, all those thoughts, that word, that weak, that weak, what, 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 whatever. This to say he called him weak, and then Terrence gets triggered and comes out like, "Oh, you're not gonna arrest me." And then he likes he's talking out, but he's talking out off of other things that were affecting him in the past that he was quiet about and then once he finally heard that word again over and over again he decided to defend himself at that particular moment off of other things and i feel like that moment kind of triggered what jazz said to other people who may deal with that and they decided to be silent but once you know you get to that particular boiling point you feel like you got to defend yourself yeah, and there are plenty of men that I'm saying who are actually like J- Jazz's thought is really, really true. It's valid. It's valid. There are men who really like. Listen, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't deal with these black girls too much. At a time, I'm gonna give me a white girl. I'm gonna give me a whatever girl, or something right, like that. It ain't white. It ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> so I see that a lot. <laughs> but you know, not everyone. You know, it is like that. He can. He kind of came off initially like. There weren't other men who just might be attracted to the girl, or maybe that's how they grew up, or they went to some private schools, or you know, other areas where this who was a- around and stuff like that. So I definitely, de- I mean, I was getting called seven o'clock in the morning. I got tired of the, the, the backlash. Like I was getting, um, are you serious? I'm so serious, man. I could show you whole freaking dissertations about this shit after, like it was. It's, it, it, it 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 was a lot. I can't, so wait, you're not gonna read any comments. Um, this I, I, was the most polarizing. That's what I'm saying. Come on, I mean, you holding out share there. The feedback for the culture. Of so course. I, I will read one from my brother, right? Only because it was very, very well, uh, well, well, well worded. So I won't read the whole thing, but I will read most of it. So he said, "Hey, bro, this is Nate. Shout out to Nate. Nate Dizzle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, listen to the episode about the interracial dating. The two people, uh, Jazz and Kaisha. I know it's their opinion, but." There are so offensive and racially biased. This is right after he listened to it. He said, "For him to say a black man that bl- black men a black man prefers a docile white girl over a powerful black woman is racist and ignorant. A black man in an interracial relationship has to deal with double racism, which I didn't even realize until he said that. Actually, well, I thought that was obvious." Huh? I thought that we've all been in the situation. That's obvious. 
I mean, okay, but double <laughs> racism, right? He said, we have to deal with normal racism from white people, and we get it from our own race with statements like those, uh, like those two are making. Statements and opinion like that, uh, this one, he went a little further, or why, <laughs> the last time I went to the barbershop, which was uh, <laughs> about eight years ago, <laughs> whatever, he actually went further. He said, growing up, I used to love the barbershop, uh, it was the only place I could go and really hear a good conversation. You listen to conversations about other black men, but it sucks now because statements like that are the reason why I don't go. So he went a little further than why I don't even go to barbershop anymore because of stuff like that. But the double racism was a key point in that. And I think that sometimes we're not fair or people are not fair to black. Let's start with just black men in those situations because they realize they're already getting it from the white people looking at them crazy. And then we look at them crazy. So they are getting double kind of double dose a little bit. So I feel like we could see that trend in literally all cultures and races all over the world. I feel like that's not even new. Just because it's not new doesn't mean it's not they'll feel it though. But I feel like you know that. You keep saying that like the negative thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because you know it's snowing outside of me and I can pull when I get out there. Like I know it's gonna snow, but Yo, what is what is do we say? It's not a jackal. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's, well, that's just like one of the one of the statements that I got. Um and uh, you know, it's about the docile white woman. Which actually black woman. I feel like that flowed perfectly into your question here, which is amazing, right. yes. So, my question, you know, going back to it, and you heard this too, listen to the podcast, right, was, and we're talking about it right now, it always seems to fall on a black man with a white girl, and why we choose that, and and, and what we did wrong. But when it goes to the other side, right, when it's a black, um, educated, smart, successful, powerful, you know, woman with a white dude... Mm -hmm. I.E. <laughs> Holly Berry, uh, Tyra Banks, Serena Williams, Megan Markle, Eve, Tina Turner, Diana Ross, Whoopi Goldberg, Kerry Washington. We can go on. But uh, Sanaa Lathan, Stacey Dash, Tika Sumter, Grace Hightower, Janet Jackson even. Sanaa uh, Lathan. Sanaa Lathan. Grace Jones, Naomi Campbell, uh, yeah. Tamara Murray. There's so Getting many. tired. Right? Um, when we see that, why does it seem like they don't get the same backlash that we do? Even sometimes you see online when it's celebrated, like, you know, girl, I need to get me a white guy sometimes or, or things of that nature. Like, why do we think that is? John? Josh? Yeah. John? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess if you look at it, there's like a bigger agenda when it comes to this, especially when it comes to black women in general, of where I think there's a statistic show the, I guess this is for African American black women. The statistics show that African American black women are the highest in numbers to not be married and to be also become very successful in regards to their education, amount of degrees they get. But when it comes to getting married, the numbers are so high of African American women not being married. And there's, there's also another study where they're perfectly fine with it and just living their best lives. And I think the the reason why it's not stressed, this is my opinion, but it's not stressed so much because of those numbers, because the women are not necessarily getting married where the men are. Josh, why do you think it is? Well, 
a term that I learned from being around Brother John is keep that same energy. So throughout the entire intro, that's that's all I'm curious. Why isn't that same energy there? Like even from the voice note you sent, what does she say? Oh, don't say anything negative about black women. Mm -hmm. And yet black men is probably the black man is probably the most hyper criticized being in the world. Mm -hmm. So then you're just adding on to it. And then to, again, if you're in public, you could get harassed because of that, depending where you are from both sides, including your own side, which is interesting. Right. Um, so, yeah, I agree. It's the energy is not there. It's not the same. It's not genuine. And I mean, I guess the, what you're saying about the black woman being married is true. Also, sometimes they feel like we push like it's weird. They, they feel like black men and some of our actions mm. push them to another race. So it's OK if they get that race, like more accepted. It's what I heard. Mm. Um, but for us, it's still looked down upon. You know, I, I want to say this. And this might go into a topic we might do next week, mm -hmm. uh, especially what I showed with Trevor Nova when he brought up when it comes to therapy. Mm -hmm. um, we're saying um, black people get their, or at least black men get their therapy in the bar the barbershop in comparison to actually going out to getting, you know, uh, physical help from a therapist because mm -hmm. that's looked down upon in the black community in that sense. Um I think the biggest the biggest issue is this, like with the whole idea of like, you know, the angry black woman or the black man and all this other stuff when it comes to, you know, anger problems and like relationships and all that. If you look at how we were brought up in this country and how the things that we had to deal with on a day to day basis and literally being dehumanized de mm -hmm. for years. And then once all of a sudden you're becoming free and you never had that treatment of all those negative aspects, right? Right. And then you look at other races, right? Let's say you look at a white family. You go to the and you go, you stay over their home, and then you see the stuff that they talk about, and they're and they're going and what they go through. And then you go to a black family's home, and you see the stuff that they talked about and they go through, and it's completely different. And some, some, not for everyone, but for some, the majority, you see some some elements might be a bit darker, as opposed to what you see, at, even when you see memes. Like you say, like let's say you say Timmy talks back to their parents, right, 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 right. and they get a good stern talking to. Uh -huh. Where Rashida might talk back, and then she might get sli slapped off, uh, right. slapped aside of the head, or cursed at. Uh -huh. Or you see these things where just one one per the kid might say something to their parents, and the white parent might talk to them like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that," and the other parent is cursing the kid out. Mm -hmm. But that's that anger is from something else. That's anger is something that's been brought down to them, but it's never been discussed. And if they do try to, to talk about it, they get talked down to. And if you look at it from that standpoint, it, it, all those stigmas of like the angry black woman or the black man and then like how, how women are protective of their men because of what men had to go through at that time and how they, and how they were treated and vice versa when it comes to women, if you look at those things and you've never been treated for those things, how do you think on a standpoint of you just giving giving life to someone else and then you're bringing those traits back over again, unless if you completely go full 360 circle and change how you were, what you were raised with, but you, you're giving off of which rate, but 
you're giving off what was presented to you as a child as opposed to changing the whole dynamic what do you think your offspring's going to do what do you think the reality of relationships that they go through on a daily basis how do you think they're going to handle those situations and i think a lot of people tend to forget about those things because they don't want to remember those things but in all actuality those things are reality and those things do affect people but when it comes to black people we're just supposed to look at it and you know look on look to the left and be like okay it's it is what it is in comparison to white people if they have this same issue of this drama it's it's actually diagnosed as something being harmful where if it's a black person it's like whoa there's something wrong with this kid and then if you feel that if you feel like there's something wrong with you you're going to take it as like okay i shouldn't talk about it or maybe there's something is something really wrong with me and i'm just an outcast but that's not actually the case i yeah i definitely agree with all that and that's not fair you know to uh to black people at all i i know you said john uh josh about keeping the same energy because obviously it's not the same i mean even anecdotally for literally all of us i mean because she knows she knows jazz kaisha seems pretty cool mm -hmm. and the fact that for whatever reason she had you eating out of her hand not really but yeah if, if you listen to it that's a, you sound quite thirsty you, you look like you sat like kobe it was like <laughs> ready for my kibbles and bits <laughs> but again she clearly is pretty cool however even in that when you brought up or someone brought up serena williams didn't really respond to it and just said not for me but she didn't say she didn't say as much things that she even said for brother john and i know just, and i'm nowhere. just like hold up yeah, you sound We're, like you date white girls. Did you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I dismissed it quickly because. So I was but, like, all right, I thought she's about to, you know, apply, apply the same judgment to Serena. But apparently her grace has gotten a pass. Now, were you offended by that comment at all? Uh, I didn't really care. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious about yeah. that. Because, you know, so some people might be, you know. Um, and that, But yeah, I don't know. Why, but why is it? Do you think you have an idea why? Is it just because black men... It just goes along with the, being a black man in America. We're I think always... it's just back to that point. I'm, I'm saying, man, it's just what what was presented to you as a early in your childhood. Okay, what you've that... seen, especially when it comes to women and men, yeah. and what you're taught as a woman, and then dealing with the nonsense that you may receive from right. black men. Mm -hmm. Then you see the, I feel like the double the double the double edged sword in the sense of where when you see men go to white women and like, oh, you have all these strong black women here. But then when you see black women go to white men, it's like, oh, like that clip you sent. Um, going off of the sense of like, oh, what the, he's, do, right, right, he's doing this and he's doing that. You should do that because he's not able to, you know, come up to the plate. Great. Um, so I think we're going to be talking about this topic again even because it's such a, a, a polarizing topic and it's probably never going to end. But I just want to, you know, kind of put a bow on, on this part too to just say like, you know, people should be allowed to date who they want to date and whatever reasons they have for it. If you want to listen to them, you know, feel free. But just let people, you know, love who they want to love and date who they want to date and, and, and go forward with that. Um, so I want to move forward. We want to um, – it's a topic uh, – that Josh actually presented, <laughs> and uh, this is about sex in the relationships. 
going along with our, with our with our dating aspects here. And the frequency, I believe. Correct? And the frequency, and and I believe Josh's was words were, "I need this topic in our next podcast." So, and I said that many podcasts ago. So I'm glad it's in this one. <laughs> <laughs> you ask and you shall receive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's the shirt? What shirt? I have spoken. I, it, it, you know they're on back order because because the uh, they really are like it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, baby Yoda takes like six months to get here right now. Anyway, was it shipping through Alibaba or something? No, because they're dis. Anyway, we'll move forward on that later on. Um, <laughs> so, with relationships and and listen, guys, don't feel don't be uh, you know, don't be don't don't clam up on me, John. Let, let, we, we talking, we talking here. All right, so we're relationships. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the meta? What, what do you think? Um, I'm word this correctly, but um, <laughs> if you're in a relationship with someone, what do you think is the minimum amount of times you expect to have sex per week while you're in a relationship? Let's start with Josh this time. Well, it would totally depend on the, the situation and the logistics and the parameters, correct? So. <laughs> Is he flying an airplane or is he having sex? <laughs> Again, as we sit in a attorney's office, right? I think this level of consciousness is necessary given recent events. Okay. Which we'll get into later. We will be. But we got to create a scenario so we can give you, we can give you an no, answer. Th- I'm still going to answer. Okay. If, if you allow me. Your, right. your grace. Thank Go you. Ahead. Thank Let's you, sir. See. So if it's a public relationship, a standard one, uh-huh. boyfriend and girlfriend labels, the, all that corny stuff on, you know, Facebook, all that. Right, right, right. And what's the question now? Now with those parameters, what's the question? What are the minimum amount of times you expect to have sex per week? As often as I lay eyes on them. Okay. Good answer. I'm, I'm going to give him a little... Uh, so you're, basically you're saying... The amount of times is basically when you want to do it, that's when you expect it. Well, again, you can still have those parameters and not live together. Right. But and when you're around that person, if you like in the mood, you don't want to have like, oh, I don't feel like doing it in that sense. Well, again, that would be a red flag for Josh because mm-hmm. that's again, that's sowing the seeds because you got to actually think about the reality that there's some women who don't have sex on their wedding night. And they avoid it and avoid it and avoid it because it, right. it's married for money. So, because the word, the keyword is expect, right? Not want. So, you expect to have sex per week in, in this scenario, your relationship, as often as you lay eyes on them, which means basically whenever you really want it. Well, no, whenever we make plans. Well, you should be planning to have sex, right? Are you, are you like. No, when, I, when we see each other. Okay. Right. So, if you, so, okay. So, if you only see them twice that week, you're cool with twice. I think we all know how busy Josh is, correct? Yeah. So time is paramount. So you're cool if it only happens once or twice a week, then you're saying. Or it could be a weekend. You never know. Okay. Um, I'm going to flip it to John. And (laughs) what do you you expect? Um, Expect is the key word. (laughs) Well, I'll say this because I feel like what Josh the way Josh broke it down, because I, I thought Josh was going to say something crazy. Me too. <laughs> the way he brought it up. <laughs> but uh, in that in that retrospect, if I see you, if we like, if we don't live together, and I only see you 
if if I come up to you or whatever, we see each other like once or twice a week, or if it's a weekend or whatever, and I would expect it, of course. But that point of where where I see some may say like, oh, I don't really want to do it, or I'm not really into doing this, or I'm not really in the mood. I feel like though, in Josh's words, those are red flags for other issues that may have nothing to do with you, regardless if the person was really that into you, Mike. <laughs> or that's true. That's, that's that's you know what? That's a good call. Or right if it's an on an emotional standpoint that may have some that have a higher regard into not not let me say this. If it comes from a point of where they may have been dealing with something that has nothing to do with you, but it's been the ongoing thing and they never addressed it. And then when it comes to that, there's like a very thin line of the action. I think that's another red flag in a sense of like, okay, it's not me. This is something that has to do with you that you need to work on for yourself. Not because you don't want to have sex all the time. You know those women that, you know, not to get into, I guess it's a sensitive subject, but let's say whatever experience that they may have had yes, before yes, you. Yes, I understand. And that had to do with that sex, that sexual relationship or whatever, and they never addressed it. And that's like a thing where, okay, you may be in a relationship and you're, and this is the person that you want to have sex with and they don't want to have sex with you, but it's something that they need to fix on the on their own part, which is a red flag. Which is being projected upon to you. Right. Consciously. But you guys are in this relationship already, right? Mm -hmm. You're not like... I'll put it this way. I watched one of those... Let's... Jerry Springer or something, right? I, I remember I saw where there was a woman who's been married to this guy for a certain amount of years but never had sex. And the guy was trying to figure out why my wife won't have sex with me. But it was because of other issues she's had in the past. No, no, I get that, right? But... You guys are in this relationship already, uh -huh. right? Right now, so I know it's a red flag, but you're already in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So, what do you do if you're not getting it as frequently as you want? It depends. It depends how much I like the person. It, if it's if it comes to a point to where it's not like that too serious, and but it's like a thing that you know I expect from my girl, not from other girls, then I have to leave. But if it's something that's like. If I've been with this person for, right. and I really care about this right, person, right, right, right. and if it's like an, an issue that I feel like no one has ever addressed, right. then we can work on it to get that fixed. Because but if that it's can just be something just, just, just like her drive is not as much as yours, just uh -huh. in general, right? And that can be fixed, man. That's that's not that. That's just the that's it's, come on, man. What are you speed bumps? That's a speed bump. You can fix that. There's classes for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Listen, if that's the case, that that can be fixed. That, that's if, I mean, if they want to. But. Right. So say she's not willing to fix it. She's like, wait, Look, hey, I wait. Don't know what to tell you? First of all, you need to tell her to enroll and sign up for extra credit. It's hilarious. <laughs> but it's the truth, though. That that could be. If a she's thing. like, look, man, we do it once a month. Like, how much? Like, once a month. Right. Mike, I, I know you, Mike. All your stories. You're not deal with but that. Here's the thing. You're gonna go for the secretary. But this is the reality, right? Right. There are women who have a low libido. Yes. That's what I'm asking. So, that, so again, that's how those bait and switches occur. Because society makes them feel like they have to do it. And you don't have to do it. I would rather know. And there's certain ways you can find out if they like it or not. It's quite simple. True. True. Because they are. He's right. You know? So, um, and they don't want to do it. So, the number doesn't change now, right? If you're living with the person. Your wife, uh, fiance, whatever it is, but you live together. So you see them every day. You sleep in the same bed with them every night. Mm -hmm. So all that, you know, whenever I lay eyes on you, I'm busy, you know, 
I only see you once on the weekends, but you see him every day now. So would you expect it more times that week? It would depend on how our schedules align. Because okay. again, we don't have we only have so many hours in a day. Right. Now when you're a couple and my married friend Mikhail taught me this, so shout out the mix. So when you're by yourself you have 24 hours when you're together you have 48 hours so a lot can be accomplished in 48 hours and perhaps what's better for your relationship is doing a lot of work that makes your world better during those little moments that you have i agree i think that's a great point um based upon your schedules uh regardless of when you're together i guess it really it really puts it on that point like like when we're together, because he, just because you live with the person doesn't mean you're essentially seeing them the whole time. You guys give me like the <laughs> I mean, answers. That's the truth, yo. though. Listen, I mean, man. I just how I look at. Well, I would, actually, you know what? I'm tired of answering questions. <laughs> I want to hear Miguel's answers, man. I know you've been waiting, you've been dying with all your stories in the hotel, Ramada Inn, Hotel Five, Holiday Five, whatever this it is. Maybe I know you got story tied with Miguel. Everybody's looking forward to this. No, come on, host. What's your story? I know what your take. Listen, she ain't doing this. She out the door. Huh? <laughs> you know, and don't say it ain't about me. It is about you now, brother. Let's go. Imagine I twisted it on me, but I'm just saying, like these were the like these are the most yourself, politically man. correct. I, I don't understand what's. I going don't want to politically correct, and I want to straight raw answer. Me. But here, I, again, give me your answer, Mike. Here's the thing. Logically, this is why the bait and switch applies because you want some more meat to the answer. I understand that. Right. But that's the essence of the bait and switch. So if we, you know, if we're living together then it's going to be on a very frequent basis because that's why I consciously put myself in that situation. Right. So before you got to that point, you would know if it happened frequently, you're saying. Right. And then if it switched. Exactly. Then, you know. You got to act accordingly. Well, the, the keys, excuse me, the locks will switch. <laughs> that's a good answer right there. I'm giving a little family feud. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> on that. All right. That's, that's what I'm saying. So... <laughs> And I'm gonna get to myself in a second. Right? <laughs> but, I'm waiting for your response. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm literally one more question though. Let's waiting. just say if you was like, you know, you you, you want some, you need some. So it's already been like a week or two, mm -hmm. and she's still like giving you the back or whatever, and you ain't, you know, able to get it or whatever. And she might have valid, some valid reasons. She tired. Mm -hmm. She whatever, working hard, this and that, mm -hmm. like. How long till you like, yo, babe? Like, what's up? Like, it's been it's been a minute. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's not gonna go long. Like, I me, if it comes to a point to where it's like getting on to like weeks, right? Months, like, like, the, like the beeb you said. Oh yeah. <laughs> if it gets to that point, then it's it's just gonna be like, you know what? I don't know. If, I don't know if this is gonna work because I don't feel like you're just really that into me. To be honest, it's like it's, it's always I probably put the movie on and it's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. But I think if it comes to that point, I don't know. You know maybe. what's funny? Story time with Miguel is that. Yes, here we go. <laughs> DJ Clapback with the clap because we don't got DJ Clue Bomb. So we're doing Segway that. King, what you got? You know what's funny is that when I when I was having an issue one time, um, with the the movie he mentioned, he's just not that into you, but with the girl that I really, like she really, really liked me a lot. And this girl, <laughs> she was super duper clingy. And I guess I'm gonna get into the whole story because the story time with me girl, so. The way you started it and then you decide, you got to. Yeah, I so I, the passion um, in that. 
I met this girl. We went on a first date, and we met at um at a Applebee's, right? And uh, and and we ate, and it was good. And and this is when I was trying to like really, really trying to get away from my one week Mike nickname. <laughs> hey, what, what is that? Mike? Mike? Could you break that down, please, for the new listeners? Yes. How does that work? One week. <laughs> That's different. Have you, have you done about one week, Mike? Uh-huh. Dad's about one week, Mike. He'll Personally, week, Mike. I've never heard about that until this. Really? We go to barbershop this time. Actually, like about one week. We got to find out right now. Well, um, at, at a certain time in my life, I was meeting girls and I was smashing them within a week, right? And it was happening on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, someone called me one week Mike, and somehow I got to the barbershop, and then Jazz said it, and then it spread in the barbershop. So if you ever go there and ask Jazz is one week Mike, he will definitely let you know or whatever. So, so it, it would only happen one time? No, it happened more than one time, but it would oh, happen for right. the first time within a week. Literally, like within the first week of me meeting them. And it was happening on a regular basis. Like I wasn't trying for it to happen all the time, but it just, I don't know, it just happened to where like, I meet them, we'll hang out, we'll go, whatever. But it was within a week all the time. So I said, so they became one week, Mike, or whatever, right? So um, I was trying to go away from this, <laughs> this particular juncture in my life. So me and this girl, we went out to Applebee's, and uh, she was cool and whatnot. And um, I remember I had uh, I parked on one side of the restaurant. She was on the other side of the restaurant. This is very, this is purposeful for me. So, because she got to prefer me. So, I, uh, after we ate, I walked her to her car and, you know, I said, you know, it was a good night or whatever, gave her a little hug or whatever. So, we should do it again sometime. She got in her car <laughs> and, um, I thought it was cool. I walk around to get in my car. As I get in my car, I start my car, she pull up behind me. So, I'm like, what the fuck? So, she, um, parked next to me and she was like, well, I really don't want the night to end. Can I just get in the car and talk to you a little bit or whatever? So I said, all right, cool. So you said, call me Tevin Campbell, baby. What's up? <laughs> I was about to sing too, but I said, no, I ain't going to do it. Call me on wax. So, um, so, uh, so she get in the car. We start talking, whatever. We start, you know, telling that's, you know, now we kissing. I'm groping. I'm all over and stuff like that. It was on the first date. Consensually. Consensually. Stuff like that. Um, she reaches in my pants, you know, we're going from there. Then we at the um we at the Applebee's near a hotel actually. But uh, it was like a work night. This is not expected nothing or whatever. But she was like Applebee's on Route One then. Nope. And <laughs> PA? Huh? I already ruled that one out. Ruled that one out. Nope. It was uh five forty one in uh in uh Burlington. Another hotel right there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, there was some trucks behind there. So she was like, yo, park with the bottom trucks or whatever. Like that. <laughs> She's smart. <laughs> Teamwork. Shout out to Shorty. She was already smart because she waited till I walked back around and got in my car to come back around. That was number one. Because I walked into her car again. I had no intention of that happening. Anyway, I wound up, um, you know, going over there by the trucks. And uh, I wound up smashing that night or oh, whatever. She gave me some whatever. Wound up smashing. Like Queen and Slim in the car? Kind of like Queen and Slim. I, I sure it was that much fashion or was just like. Nah, so, well, like Queen and Slim in the car. Snoop Dogg, Girls Gone Wild. It was kind of more like Snoop Dogg, oh, Girls Gone Wild. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> gave her some top. She 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 we did whatever. Anyway, so I kept talking to her after that. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I went to her house a couple times and she was super duper clingy though. And she was like, um and she was a nice person, but I just didn't like her that much. So did you notice this the first time afterward you smashed? Like what happened directly after? Like like at that moment, you mean like days later? Let's say in the pillow talk period. There was no pillow talk. We're gonna, I, I get your point. Um, kind of, but not really. So, yes, but the other bike prevailed. <laughs> anyway. Miguelito. I kept talking to her. Went to the house a couple of times. She would always cook me dinner. Got to a point where she was like, bring your clothes. I'll wash them for you. Yeah. She was just like, you know, super clingy. Nesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted to like, you know, come over to my house, but she had, like this little this little dog, little poodle or something like that. And she was like, Y'all never leave my house without my dog. So I had to bring my dog to your house too. Like, can I Nah. She never made she never made it to my house because come on, you're doing too much. Trying to bring your dog. It's, come on, man. Like <laughs> that's, that's wild. So kept going. Then if this was like around I wanna say around this no, before this, it was like around November or something like that. And then she was just like, um, it's Christmas coming. I told my parents about you. You know, you want to come for Christmas dinner? Like, we didn't even have a title or nothing like that yet. Like, bad clingy. So I curved her a couple times on that scenario. And um, and then New Year's came. What's the total time lapse by New Year's? Probably like a month and a half. Like five weeks, maybe five or six weeks. Or whatever. Damn, what is in a month? Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And mind you, I've been over her house several times and... I had smashed several times, but you know, at, at this point too, and whatnot. So, um, so, uh, so New Year's came and uh, New Year's Eve, and she had this whole like elaborate. My parents coming over, you come over and watch the ball drop with us, all this other type of stuff or whatever. And I was actually super duper tired that New Year's Eve. Um, mm-hmm. I was driving from Philly um, that night, that day, and I was super tired, and I just like went home, <laughs> and I went to sleep. I did a ball drop or whatever. Man, she she went off of me. She was super upset. Like, you're supposed to come and this and that. And I was like, look, man, I'm just tired. Which one we do? So then after that, we talked a little bit more. And she was just like, how come you, I, you know, act like we all this, but you don't give me that same energy back, right? <laughs> Basically. And she just couldn't grasp it. So I didn't really know how to let her know. Like, she's a cool person. She got a lot going for her. Did you send her a movie? <laughs> so I said, you should watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Petty in the building. <laughs> petty, 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 Petty Mike. So she said, what movie? One said, week Petty. Sheesh. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm talking about. So I said, you ever seen a movie just not that into you? She said, no. I said, you should watch it. Like a really good movie and stuff like that. So she said, all right, cool. So one day, um, so I said, I got a DVD. Cause I had a DVD at the time or whatever like that. So I gave her Did the you DVD. watch it with her or you just gave it to her? No, no, no. I gave it to her. Wow. To so girl I, response. Huh? That's, that's a wow from a girl's voice. So gave it to her. She watched it. She was like, that was pretty good and whatnot. I said, <laughs> well, you know how, like, in that movie, it shows, like, the person's cool with the person and the other person trying to just figure out why they're not going forward, and it's really a simple answer. He just not that into them. That's kind of how I feel about you or whatever. She's like, what? And I was like, <laughs> you know, I kind of elaborated a little bit more, 
But if she had not watched the movie, even though she was still upset because she wanted what she wanted, she really understood more because she watched the movie. So I had to kind of put her up, you know, put her up on that. And then, of course, I moved forward in my life. I'm but, quite certain she understood before the movie. Maybe. But <laughs> anyway, um, so that's when you said that movie. That's what made me think about that that whole story. I can't even remember her name, actually. But, oh, wow. um, but, 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 but One week petty. Don't remember names. I, I've been dealt with her for more than one week, John. Yeah, but you don't even know her name. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> what are you writing down? I gotta take notes down. One week petty. Send the movie there was after no... four weeks. Huh? You go do a training class after four weeks. This was a younger version of Mike. The one week Mike version as, as they, as they week, say. The class of one week Mike. <laughs> Chapter one. How to get what you need. Anyway, still a great movie as far as this answer is concerned. Um, I guess the minimum amount of times in general relationship wise, I think like scheduling plays a part of it, but I think your partners should know each other. And I think that if you're in a relationship, you should kind of uh, um, know how much time has lapsed to where we haven't had any physical, uh, physical relationship and whatnot. And on both sides, like, yeah, we might be hanging out, having a good time, but doing this, that, and the third, or we busy and we just have time to see each other, but sex and physical touch and all that stuff is a part of a relationship. And you got to realize both sides, like, yo, damn, it's been like six weeks. We ain't did nothing. Six weeks? I'm just saying. That's just an example I'm saying. But if time is passing and nothing is happening, it shouldn't take another person to say. It should take me to tell you it's been six weeks. You know how long this fucking been. So, <laughs> so you should be thinking, <laughs> number one, Eesh. is my partner satisfied? I just thought of something. Kind of to this point, I remember I had a conversation um, and from an older woman. And the point of why some women tend to wait to not have sex or at least engage in as many partners as what a man may have mm -hmm. is she brought a very interesting point. It's not the fact that they don't want that. We don't want to have sex with you in that sense. It's just the point of what are we going to get in return? Because a lot of the times is if I choose to let you enter my body and do what you do and it comes to a point of where are you, are you actually going to satisfy me? Or you're just going to get what you get, and then that's it. And then that's like, I waited all this time. I let you do what you do, and I'm not satisfied. And that's usually the majority of most men. They don't satisfy their partner. That's one. And then another thing is, yeah, basically, well, as, a, as, the, as a meme is throwing around. And I, I, <laughs> when, she, when she bought it from that particular standpoint, it's like, yeah, we want to. But it's like if I wait all this time and I do it, and then... One, I'm not getting satisfied, and two, nothing becomes of it. Like we're not like it's not no relationship, no like especially if they want to have kids, like no, no substantial view of like. I mean, actually, I, I, I can see that, but again, that's rolling the dice. Like, why are you fucking with the niggas? You got to question whether or not he gonna satisfy you. Then mm -hmm. why are you even still messing with him? You know what I'm saying? If that is important to you, I'm saying. Uh -huh. If it's not important to you, then of course, by all means, keep rolling with him. But if it's that important to you. That you need to let him be because he got some needs too. And you're saying, 
I ain't taking care of your needs. I'm worried about if you. But she, if you in don't her, take care of mine, to her defense, mad. she's willing to go. She's like, you know what? If that's the case, then I'll just go. Then no. What, what is your whole point? To, I'm just I, saying the reason why some women no, may I'm, not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not coming down at you. I'm <clears> saying what. Oh, is, I, which the reason of that? Yeah. What is her whole purpose of dating in general? If she feels <laughs> like if we get to that point, I don't. I might not do it because you might not satisfy me. Well, it was like two parts. One, it was that, and two it was like, I want to if, even if it's if that doesn't happen, like I want to create a family, but that might not be your agenda in that sense. That calls for conversation. If it's not your agenda, mm-hmm. that's a red flag for her, right? So she needs to, you know, go on from the beginning. But to go these many weeks or months or whatever, and then think, okay. I'm. I'm not. I don't want to do it because you might not want a family, or because you might not satisfy me. Mm-hmm. Why are you wasting each other's time? Like this physical stuff is a part of the relationship aspect. Essential. Essential, right? So if it's something that you're questioning, might not want to do, uh, whatever, then don't waste the time. That's that's just that's just my thought process on it. Or two people with low libidos can get together and they'll be. There will be swimming and joy. Yeah, there's plenty of card games out here that can play every day. There's plenty of uh, exactly. uh, uh, board games and all types of stuff. Whatever. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Josh agrees with me. You know? Like, it, it's just, I don't, I don't understand. So, um, and I guess we already talked about if the, desi- if the desire is not reciprocated, what would you do? And John said it's going to peace out. So, Mr. Well, Petty I mean, there, so. you're literally Mr. Petty. That's you. <laughs> what a week, Petty. But again, I'm just not into you. Hashtag. <laughs> you're really giving a reason for another girl to replace you. We haven't even gotten to that part yet. I guess we should <laughs> add a add a little asterisk here with these questions. So, <laughs> so if that's not happening, right? And that's the whole thing. Josh just said it. Um, we get as men, you know, quote unquote, you know killed for dogs for some of the actions that happen but you're creating a path for someone to replace you and also that same energy just isn't there when ladies do the same thing because they're pimps too go ahead ladies brush your shoulders off don't be shy (laughs) at the same time i mean we all talked about hair we wouldn't obviously go about and cheat if someone's not reciprocating that sexual energy which is a good thing but some men because the house is good, right? House good. We share everything. Uh, we are a good team. But she just ain't fucking me enough. So he might think, give me a little something on the side to keep my wife. And then women wonder why it happened. And this is why, you know, this is, this is why. Cognitive dissidence. But again, we both know they're smarter than that. So it's conscious cognitive dissidence. You consciously chose not to do it. And that's your choice. But that choice does have consequences, as do all choices. Right, um, and, and 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 I agree with all that. So hopefully everybody's on the same page, and nobody's gotta get no <laughs> no, no no movies passed to them, or no better passed. I still got a DVD too. <laughs> because Mike's winter session does start January fifth for the one week pettiness. If any gents would, wait, not true. Wait, why that date? Why Martin Luther King Day? Oh, I said January fifteenth. Let's say January fifth then. My bad. Oh. That's that's when power comes back. So I'll be watching. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Tashas of the world. <laughs> so power's not on? No, not right now. So you have plenty of time to finish the book. Excellent. There we go. Mandalorian's one though, too. No joking. But it's only two more episodes. <laughs> only 
what 30 minutes each <laughs> so nice try miguel anyway um so um some of our topics throughout this uh this year that we've had been at the end of the year some of them have um you know had people at our, at our barbershop come up with other topics that i've been in there so we we had a uh a, a podcast talking about you know would you um date and i believe it was um your uh someone who was uh who dated your friend right and we all said no that's kind of foul you know that's not that's not really cool but then we had like a remix version of it at the barbershop so someone asks would you date an ex's friend if she came at you so it's your ex-girlfriend's female friend and apparently she must have liked you at some point whatever but if she did come at you would you you know proceed John? It depends on the on the context. Like, was she a real girlfriend or was she like a fake girlfriend? What, what's that mean? Come on, Mike. <laughs> Michael, come on. <laughs> Miguel, especially in your young one-week pettiness. Come on. You should know that. <laughs> what was that girl? She was a fake girlfriend because at the end of the day, you having sex with a girl, she's going to use her as, as a relationship regardless if it's a real relationship or not. All right, let's just go with you. With you if, yes, if you were her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. If you put insert inside of her multiple times you guys are in a relationship it may not be a quote-unquote real relationship but in a woman's eyes they view it that way okay and that's i mean you can listen you can call what you want <laughs> exactly but like i said if it's a but going to context if it was a real relationship or, or not um me per se i most likely will not out of the things that happened in my life okay. i never done that if it comes to a point to where She's really throwing at me, whatever, on the context, whatever. I would address the person first. Okay. And if the person tells me no, by all means, no, because I, I value my friendship over this. What friendship? My friendship with my, the person, my, the boy, my boy. No, 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 you're missing it. What, what's, what do you mean? The question is your ex, right? Your ex-girlfriend. My Oh, my ex, not my friend's ex. No, your, your, your ex. Okay. And she's got a friend. Uh-huh. And the friend... Time passed. She sees you somewhere. Uh -huh. Now she wants to holler at you. Oh, the oh my ex yes. girl's friend. Yes. Oh, that's why I was grinning so <laughs> rigorously. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps I could. Uh, well, let's go, yeah. <laughs> well, again, if the relationship ended. And I don't know factually, right. but from what I've heard, you know, vicariously, how let's say Brother John and Nasir's relationship ended, <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be funny to do. <laughs> but uh, in, uh, I guess if it, you know, ended amicably, you know, then I treat it like how girls that work right, or uh, at least I do. I don't know about Brother Mike, <laughs> but in terms of. Of course, you're attractive, but I'm not going to go out of my way to even talk to you in that type of way. So you would have to literally come. You have to do 99% of the work for me to even bite. Okay. Is it because you still feel loyalty to your ex? Not at all. Okay. So why wouldn't you just say, okay, I, I you know, she's coming at me. I'm going to talk to her. Well, I mean... uh I just plenty don't. of fish in the sea. You're, you're yeah, okay. Because again, it's gonna you're kind of dipping your toe in dirty water there. 
Okay. What would you do, John? I mean, unless you would want drama from your ex. Because personally, I wouldn't. Okay. Not Again, not that it wouldn't be funny, but right. I just don't really have that time for that, to be wasting energy on that. I, okay, I understand. So you don't want any extra uh, negative in your life because of that. But it could be a positive reaction as well, depending on who you're dating. Right. <laughs> I think what I would do, uh, <laughs> depending on how much how much I really cared for and liked the person, I probably wouldn't do it. But if it was just like, you know, we went out, whatever, you're my girl, but then things didn't end so well, and we didn't really have the greatest experience trying it out in that sense, and one of her friends did come at me, I probably wouldn't feel any any recourse in that sense. It was like, oh, you know, you were such and such friend. Right. Now you're here with me. <laughs> right. So I think it depends on the, uh, the situation for me, at least. If it was somebody I deeply cared about, I wouldn't want to, like, deepen the... I wouldn't want to put myself in those waters. Or if the person that I, I was dealing with turned out to be really extremely crazy and one of her friends tried to come at me and I know the habits of her friend and typically people flock to the same type mm-hmm. of people, I probably wouldn't even want to stay far away because I'm not trying to deal with whatever may have happened and have a repeat. You know? Right. Now, I mean, I guess I got an answer. Uh, I feel like story time's coming up. Uh, no, 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 I won't find out a story time, but... Uh, the grin on your face tells me there's a story coming There's no up. story, bro, but... I'm you put your almost certain that there's anecdotal evidence. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead, so, Mike. Go, go ahead, man. Question, would you date an ex's friend if she came at you? So, I mean, in my situation... Now, has this happened to Mike multiple times? In my situation... <laughs> 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 Why would I get caught in this situation with you guys? You hit your phone the minute I said that. In my situation, <laughs> <laughs> in my situations, that would be hard because I'm. And you did say situations, not situations. So. What I mean by that, in my <laughs> ex's relationships, unlike Brother John you here, you tell yourself every time I tell you, unlike you Brother go for John, the I sense possible deniability. Coming. I'm still cool with. Most of my ex, and there it is plausible <laughs> deniability. Could please continue, professor. <laughs> so, I keep good relationships because I don't finesse them. So, I um, I'm, I'm it, it will be hard for me to. Well, I don't, you don't finesse them. We're about to one week petty. <laughs> that was a, listen, I don't finesse though. It's all honesty, all truth. There's no one week like by you sitting a movie and then say, How'd you feel? And then tell, okay. I don't know. All right. You're right. Bro. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> That's not Vanessa <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what finesse means. <laughs> You're the king of finesse. What do you mean? You I know? mean, that sounds like a, yeah, whatever. Just get anyway. <laughs> so, in my situations, I'm friends and cool with, like, a few of my exes. So, for them, I couldn't mess with one of their friends because I'm still, you know, cool with them or talk to them on a regular basis or or I know them. So that would be kind of foul. And that would, you know, I feel like that would kind of, you know, I would be right in the middle of a relationship potentially ending because someone came at me. However, for the ones who I don't still talk to, no matter <laughs> how deep we were, I don't think this is a question. Why wouldn't I? Her friend, I don't understand. Like, we don't talk no more. We're not together no more. And I seen your friend. Your friend remember me. She might be like telling me some stuff. Like, yo, yeah, she, she, I, she. 
she she did you dirty or whatever it was, whatever like that. So I I, I would definitely holler at her. I don't understand. Like, I, I, why wouldn't I? So in that situation, I probably would. I'm trying to think because y'all like these stories. <laughs> did I ever date uh, or mess with a um a ex's friend? Um, you know what? It's interesting. So there was a girl. Yeah, I guess I did. So I guess this, so there was a girl, and she wasn't necessarily my girlfriend, but we did um, we, we did talk and we did uh, we were um close for a while, but she never got to be like my actual girlfriend because something happened where I liked her a lot, but it was a pick between her and another girl, and I picked the other girl. But anyway, but we were cool. So she um worked at at an establishment. And there was other girls who worked there, and they knew that me and her talked or whatever. So this this this, this girl is actually funny because so me <laughs> actually so 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 she knew about that. Then me and this girl who was her friend, we wound up talking. So it turned out, not only was she friends with the girl I used to talk to. And they were just friends, friends. But her actual best friend, who was her friend, so she was like a little kid, had a crush on me for like 10 years, since high school at the time, but had never told me. And she knew that, though, or whatever. So problem in these scenarios, here's the problem that you guys didn't mention. The friend starts feeling guilty, and that was her problem. So she felt guilty that she was talking to somebody her friends talked to, but more guilty than somebody her best friend had a crush on she was talking to. Even though I didn't like her friend, her best friend, but it still made her feel guilty. So, But that's part of the drama. That's part of the drama. Yeah, exactly. But because she felt so guilty, she kept bringing it up all the time, and it became annoying a little bit eventually. So I had to cut the whole situation off. Did her friend know? No. Nobody ever knew Well, that's that. why she kept saying to you, she couldn't tell anyone else. <laughs> this, this is true. So, um, so that happened. But, you know, like I said, if it's somebody like somebody who I'm so cool with, which I am most of the time, I could mess with one of their friends because that would just bring too much drama, as much as I would want to, maybe. But I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do that um, at all. Um, and moving forward to one of our other dating topics slash... I guess a little pop culture in there, something I want to talk about since like the beginning almost. And that's about uh, cosmetically enhanced bodies. And I'm just going to start it off with a simple question because we've been to talk about this for a while. How do you feel about body augmentation surgeries? John. Me, personally, don't care for them. Never liked it. Never will. Um, I personally think I prefer natural. Like you don't like. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, you have a nice butt, nice breast, or whatever. That's all good and dandy. But if you don't have that, I don't think you need to go purchase that to add on to the idea or seduction of me wanting you. But then again, this is me. You know, I understand we're in a society where, you know, if it doesn't look right, you can fix it. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I just don't. I personally don't think I, I don't want to be with somebody where they have to get surgery 
to help build their self-esteem because at the end of the day because I, I remember i went on a date i got a little story a little short one not, not nothing too graphic like yours mike one week petty but uh i went on a date with a girl um <laughs> and i noticed her body was a little different in comparison to her stature when it came to her butt her breasts her lips her cheeks and all that so your visual reality was augmented oh yeah well, yeah, I already knew it was. I already knew everything was fake, but I just wanted to see if she was confirming it or not. And it was like literally when I met her and we went out. This is like fresh, because she was showing me what she looked like before. Oh, okay. And because I, I I asked and she was like honest, like, "Well, I just got this done and I'm gonna go back uh, to this doctor to fix this and that." But and she was honest about the reason why she did it was because she had low self esteem and um, she wanted to feel prettier and she wanted to feel more accepted and she just felt like she wasn't getting as much as attention in comparison to other women who may be natural or who tend to fall into that idea of like i should just go under the knife mm -hmm. to get true beauty in that sense and as she's telling me this i'm just like you turned off I, I automatically turned off, but she's thinking like she's telling me this like this is like I'm gonna get him like yeah, yeah. I'm doing this I'm building my confidence like, it's great. It's like oh you want to feel them? I was like oh, okay yeah sure. It, it didn't feel real to me like it just felt like a beam back. I, I don't know it just felt weird and the, the whole thing was just awkward to me. And I've I've this me I just always prefer natural beauty. Like I don't even like makeup. Okay. I just prefer you because at the end of the day. I know women who go to sleep in makeup and all that, but I prefer the real you. Like I wake up, I know this is you, and this is what you look like. This is what this is what you have to offer. You don't have. I don't have to look at this computerized version of whatever it is to build whatever self esteem. Because at the end of the day, you may do this, but then ten years down the line, where some of these things may fade, or something else may hurt your 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 feelings in regards to what you look like. You feel like you have to change that as well, and that's just going to be a consistent. Uh, not all cases, but in some cases, that's like a consistent thing. And I, I, I don't want to be around that, and I don't want to have children and have them think that's an okay thing to do just because you were, you were brought up with this imperfection that you need to just go under the knife to fix it. So if you were dating a girl, uh -huh. or let's say you were with the woman, and like you said, some time had passed, and she said to you, "I want to get this done." But some times pass, like it's been, you know, some mm -hmm. years and whatnot. So, what do you say to her? I personally don't think a girl that I choose to be with would want to do that. That's me. And the only time I've ever seen a girl that I actually dealt with that did something like that was because she, I did, and I didn't like stop talking to her because she had cancer. Oh, okay. And she literally had to get one side right, cut right. off, and then she had to, she got surgery just for that. And I that I understood that was not like a decision, and she didn't like make it big or anything like that. But that was just something that. You know, because of what of what happened, and that I respect. I respect that because it's not something that you did for your self esteem. It's just because, well, in in essence of just, I look at it at this point. It, it's not something that you wanted to do. It's you were just put in a position where you felt like you needed to do it, as opposed to you wanting to do it. Because if that didn't happen, you would never do it. I'm right, we'll get back to you. So, so how do you feel about it, Josh? I mean, I would have to agree with Brother John in that I prefer, you know, Al Natural. As growing up as an athlete, I understand, like, the hard work it takes to maintain a body, you know, 
that's considered you know attractive by let's say the majority of the world right. i know people have a problem with that statement but that's still the reality nonetheless so for me i've dated girls who've gone under the knife but again i never would ask because personally it's not any of my business and usually they'll tell you anyway right so i just never have to ask so you prefer that so well prefer to not natural right 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 right, right. so so john so the self-esteem thing is interesting because if they do lack that confidence and feel like they want to uh I'm ready for, I just waiting for you to say combat what I say. I'm waiting. Come on, Mike. I'm ready. <laughs> what, what are you going to say? So if they do uh-huh. lack that confidence, right? Uh-huh. And they just feel like they want to get this minor procedure to boost their overall confidence or self-esteem. Why do you find a, have a problem with that? Why do you need to go under a knife? to add on to your body to give yourself confidence. Why do you get a haircut every week? That's because of me. Okay, that's a good example. You know why? I get a haircut every week because I care about my appearance, my appearance for me. I don't do it for other people. I do it for me. And you could you could see that in how I look, how I dress. I do it for me. Okay. That's an everyday thing. That's just me. It's not because of other people. Because people, I'll say it in this context. The way I look, somebody could say, like, oh, you look nice. But if I don't feel like I look nice, whatever they're saying doesn't mean anything to me. Because at the end of the day, my opinion matters the most to me. So what if they're doing it for them? And that's, that's what the majority of them do say. I feel like the rare moment of what that young lady that I told you, of uh-huh. them say, because in public, I know she'll give a different response to what she said to me on a one-on-one. But if you look at the majority of reasons why women tend to go under the knife, it's not for them. It's because of what they see and the lack of attention that they're getting. That's the reason why they tend to go under the knife, especially when you're going through or to go even deeper when you're going to these moments of doing like these these butt jobs in the basements in, in the Bronx in New York Cardi B. and all these places and stuff like that. <laughs> Shout out to Cardi B. Right? It's like you have to you're going to risk your life to say you're just doing this for you or are you doing it because you want the attention, the money, the the the, the notoriety, all that other stuff that comes with it. That's now, not for you. That's and, for uh, that's for someone else. And I do agree with that with brother John because there are let's say a fair number of people and that's i guess why i have a problem with it when it comes to allowing people who aren't who are younger than 18 to do it because it's setting the precedent similar to getting your haircut getting earrings getting a tattoo is becoming a rite of passage with the youth so in terms of that i think it's being illustrated incorrectly personally right and, and and I agree with that, especially when it comes to like that, because she literally said because she wasn't making enough money at the strip club she worked at, right? Cardi right. B I'm talking about. So she felt like if I got these augmentations, mm-hmm. I can make as much as the next girl is working there. Because if you look at it from an, another standpoint, if you look at it, if you're on this island, right, and the idea of beauty is not like oversaturated and we're always see on like when it comes to TV, social media, and all that other action is. If you ask a person who's been in that environment in comparison to this environment, like, would you want to do this and do that? I guarantee they would say no. They wouldn't have no interest because they don't know about it. But are there mayors on the island? Yeah, but there's islands. There's islands. Okay, I'll even say like this. going, Eventually going into Lizzo, 
But right. there's islands where the idea of being overweight is sexy. And if you're skinny, it's not. And there and that's like the general idea of beauty. Like they'll have babies and they'll purposely overfeed them. And babies are crying, like they don't eat no more. Because in order for them to get married, they have to be a certain size. That's just because of what the island the island's view of what they feel what natural beauty is is a being of that size. But that's based off what you're seeing and what your reality is. This whole plastic surgery and all this other extra stuff that's going on right now, that was an idea that's been thrown into major society. And right. that's but that what causes it's been you thrown to be major society. Via celebrities. Right. But because it's been thrown in a major society, mm-hmm. uh, an individual who looks at themselves in the mirror, forget mm-hmm. the other people for now, and sees their body and feel like, I'm just not pretty enough. But that comes from that the comes society from that they're perpetuating. Society that they live in. That they're, again, the people who own, let's say, all entertainment, they're getting paid from perpetuating that vision. They're I agree profiting with that. in a major way. But the individual lives in a society. Right. So how, did, how does their mental change from saying, Yo, I need to descend uh, to the beauty? And again, this is why I also have an, an issue with it, because apparently the people in their lives couldn't be like, yo, you're already beautiful enough. So that, that takes internal work. So you're solving an internal issue externally, and that math never adds up. This is true, too. But I do think people look at themselves in the mirror and say, you know, my boobs just, to, I don't like A cups. I might want a C cup. I don't see why if they were to get from an A to a C, which is not even that huge, why it would be such a big deal. Because th- I feel like what people in the majority tend to do when that happens, it doesn't add on to your point. Even though you tend to not agree with how, even though you tend to not agree with how women may do things for attention, because they just feel like they're pretty and they just, this is doing that. But when then when you see somebody who gets those that surgery and all of a sudden they start wearing smaller clothing and they start showing off a bit more and then if they walk in a room and they expect to get some sort of response and they purpose they walk back to get a response from somebody and when they you see don't that get stuff, it and they don't get it and then it's just like what's going on it's kind of hard to argue that when you see that consistently after they do these type of surgeries you can't tell me somebody wants to do this surgery and, and they'll stay in their room and be like right, i just did this for me the one for I, I you, can't. I can't the see that. For you doesn't necessarily mean I did it so I can look at myself in the mirror. It also right. can mean so I can walk around and feel confident in myself. Why you need shirt, to have bigger breasts? Bigger breasts or a bigger ass to feel confident? Because maybe because, my, of, because, because maybe of what? since I was twelve years old, they called me um, uh, a little boy because I got eight cups or whatever. And that's why, and I still got them now, twenty five, and it's still giving me PTSD from being ten. So I finally get a, a B or C cup. Like, why can't that make me walk around with confidence? Or, unless I just keep this on women. Dudes are out here getting light. Drake's got liposuction. Dudes on Love uh, and Hip Hop getting lipo. Who did? Drake got lipo. Uh, he got a uh, manscape. Oh, thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. His hold on. abs are, sh- are yeah. shaped. Yeah. For first with lipo, then they shaped. Yeah. You're you're joking. I'm no. not. I said he got. He got yeah. Yeah. It was a big thing. Man. Yeah. That's how he went Drake. from being like a little, 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 little you know, a little bit kind of. But then he started working out. To kind of like, because you have to work out when that happens. But. Which is the irony of the plastic surgery. So Which it's the cognitive dissonance. You, if you just did the, the gym dude, work uh, earlier. A1 from Love of Hip Hop, you know something about the producer dude, the laundry. Um. He actually admitted, he said, yo, I knew I was about to go on TV every day. He's just a producer before that. On TV every day, I had to do something to get rid of the little but He wasn't even that big. He said, I went and got some light bulbs so it could look a little flatter and got my abs sculpted or whatever like that. 
right? But there's the but there's but here's the irony that when you do that stuff, you like you rush to look this a certain way, to not feel shamed, ashamed or whatever. But you still have to go, and work out because by you doing that, if you don't work out, all that's gonna come right back. That's the irony. But the beginning of it, the beginning yeah, it's gonna look good. But you still have to do what you should be doing anyway. <laughs> if you want to maintain that specific look. But as, as again, you're doing it because you feel like what other people are going to view you as. That's but, the reason but what why you about, do it. But I mean, if you're going to talk about it, you should go to everything, right? What about uh, Safari and Tiger getting the fake hairlines? Or That's the same thing. It's just what... what if, I guarantee if no one said anything about Safari's hairline, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't care. I get, That's a fact. I know for a fact. If no one said nothing about his hairline, no one made fun of him, if he didn't feel... Like he wasn't attra- handsome enough or whatever, they would never touch their hairline. Same thing with Tory. Same thing. Same yeah. thing with um, Charlemagne when he did the the light, the patch on his face or whatever, and all these other celebrities who tend to. So you feel like nobody should do nothing to make themselves feel like they look better, make themselves more confident. I'm not saying not doing anything. How you feel too? I'm talking about going under the knife. Well, well again, I'm, I'm, you're saying the first of the question was, do you prefer? I do not. Right. However, I, again, like I said, I have dated women who have. And again, I'm not going to ask. And usually I'm not going to go for the girls who are so disproportionately obvious. So would you talk a guy out of doing it? Like a t- friend of yours? I would talk anyone out of doing it. Okay. Yeah, true. Definitely. Okay, but here's the thing. We see this on social media literally every single day. Oh, heal yourself. Oh, know that you're you're enough. That's the application of that energy. Social media. <laughs> Social media. And I'm just going to write down what the internet and internet industry considers as cosmetic enhancements. Because I thought this was interesting. Number one, makeup. Number two, which you brought up, hair. Number three, nails. Number four, wardrobe. And in parentheses, obviously, uh, accessories. Number five, tan. Number six, Height. No. Wait, 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 how do you enhance your height? Heels. Oh, okay. Number seven. Platforms. 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 Okay, gotcha. Right. So, well, some, well, some men do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number seven, cleavage. Trying to keep it respectful for the ladies. Number eight, curves. Number nine, their face. This one was interesting. Number 10, photos. Oh, because it's filters. I had the filters, yeah. yeah. And it's obviously, number crazy. number 11, the vulva. Yeah, you don't know what nobody looks like online with filters. Honestly. Oh, that, the vulva part is crazy how that's becoming a thing, too. What's the vulva? Vaginal rejuvenation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all that. That's person. crazy. I didn't even know you could do that until. Yeah. That's, that's different. I mean, I just think, man, it's just, I mean, I, I think everything in life has a line. That's, that's where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going out here, I mean, first of all, safety, number one. So, yeah, if you're getting ass shots in the basement in Brooklyn, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> all right, so I mm-hmm. feel like that's that's crazy. However, also, if you're going out here um, with a 130-pound a, a girl getting ass that almost weighs as much as your fucking body from the beginning and you just look hugely disproportionate i think that's crazy too but if you're getting a let's say a breast lift or reduction because let's say the weight hurts your back or something like that well then that's medical but it's still a surgery right and it still right. could be viewed as women could say i want to lift up so they look better when i wear a bra so the same mindset even though this it's still medical 
right? At, at the same time. Well, it's cosmetic because that's different on insurance, so that's more legally accurate. Yeah, they'll get the insurance to pay for it medically, but they have a reason why they're getting it done. Like, I, like rhinoplasty, absolutely. Right. Jennifer it, Aniston, right? Exactly. And I'm feeling around with Safari and Tiger, I'm getting their hairline so done. So my question Listen, for, for if you. If I got 10 stacks in 10 years, I need to find them doctors because I need to get mine done too. Order. I'm sorry, I'm just saying. My question for you, host, back to your question. What would you say if your lady wanted to get it done? I, I just kind of answered it. Well, here's the thing. That means that your validation is meaningless to her. What do you mean? How? How? Isn't essentially what you're saying, right? Listen, I just kind of answered it. It all depends on what she's getting done. So again, again, let's say, are you a let's say, are you a breast or ass man? Ass. Okay, so let's say the breasts are endowed, right? Uh huh. But the booty is lacking. Right. So, would you prefer her to go to the gym, or would you prefer her? You just you personally prefer her to get the surgeries done. I prefer her to go to the gym. Any reason why? Because anytime you're going through the knife, you're taking a chance, no matter what you're doing, right? You're, you're going under anesthesia. You never know what could happen. Your blood pressure could skyrocket during surgeries. You never know. So, I, for, for her safety, I prefer her to work out. That's just me. I don't think about whether it's the easy way out or not. Okay, or, that, that's fair. And yeah. perhaps after the surgery, let's say she starts going out more. And let's say, let's be honest, Mike works hard. Mike don't have the time and energy to go out all the time. Right. However, she's wearing tighter and tighter clothes after the surgery, going out. So, again, your validation is literally rendered meaningless. At that point, yes. And that's in that, in that very specific scenario that you painted, yes. And usually that does happen with, in these cases. <laughs> it's painted. I recommend, if you guys are really serious about the topic, Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Monks. Okay, to your point, right? I'm going to give you one that's medically... But also, it's not really cosmetic, but it becomes cosmetic. Okay. Let's talk about the weight loss surgeries, mm-hmm. right? So, women especially will get these surgeries. We all know. I'm so we all know somebody who's had one, right? With the uh, liposuction? No, no, not lipo. The, the um the gastric bypass. The um the, the, the thing uh, that helps them lose weight in a rapid pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ring. Right. I know somebody who's done it. Right, and these are normally women who's been uh, overweight their entire life. Right. right, after they lose a bunch of weight, Josh's scenario normally happens. She's dressing differently. She's going out more. She's more confident in herself. But also, it did give her medical benefits. Maybe got lower blood pressure, lower blood sugar, whatever it was. And a lot of times, I have a contrary to this. Hold on, uh, I, we all know it's the rebuttal to that. And a lot of times. I've seen and I've heard that whoever the girl is with before she got that surgery, a lot of times she winds up either breaking up with them or being single because now she feels like I could either get a better person now because I look better and smaller or that I just want to be single. A higher dating class. Higher dating class. Now, her ending result, even though it did help her medically, but it still boosted her confidence. It still allowed her to dress differently now, um, go out more. It's the same result as the girl who got her ass done at the end of the day. So what's the difference? This is my thing. If you are choosing to go under the knife to 
for something that you can just do yourself. And then after you go under the knife, you have to still do the thing that you did not want to do in the first place, <laughs> work out. Because at the end of the day, when you get these type of surgeries, what people don't realize, and they always have to go back under the knife to fix it, you have to work out and eat right. Because at the end of the day, when they do these surgeries to make you look whatever it is that you want to look like, like Kim Kardashian per se, you have to work out to maintain it. Right. So when you when people when when people tend to go to the do these these surgeries where they want to get the breast reduction or the lift or they want to get the gastro or all that, all that comes with working out. And then when you do it, you still have to work out to maintain that specific body. Otherwise, you're gonna get it right back. That's and that's true. the thing. And that's the thing. I, that's my thing. If you want to change your body, there's ways of doing it without you having to go under the knife. And that's what just defeats the purpose. Like, why do you need to go under a knife, spend thousands and thousands of dollars just because of a feeling that you may have? If that's the case, then just go work out. And that literally applies to every single human being at essentially all age age groups. You should be going regularly, right? Right. So that's how you maintain. In the way society is in the United States in comparison to other societies, we are very bad at doing it. Point. Based off of what we eat and what, what's positioning and when it comes to working out and all that. And then yeah, the premise of like, oh, there's shame. I don't think it's necessary. Don't get me wrong. There, there is shaming the heavily involved. But at the end of the day, you can't use that and say like, oh, this person's shaming me because of that. It's not because that the reality is if you want to live a long and healthy life, you have to do those things, and a lot of those things have to deal with eating right and working out and doing all. Not, I'm not saying going crazy in the gym, mm-hmm. but to be healthy, you got to do those things. But also having a healthy mentality, right. because those people could be getting nothing but compliments, but they're not receiving them that way just because of their mentality. So what do you say, right? Because we don't we don't mm-hmm. enough as society, right? To the mommy who's got two or three kids, who's working mm-hmm. a job, who has other things to take care of. We just don't have time to hit the gym for an hour. Stuff like that. There's no time. There's plenty of time. There is plenty of time. You know, I'll even use me as an example. I used to be in the gym heavy, heavy. And then, you know, as life goes on or whatever, you lose the idea of you losing time to do it just becomes like the ultimate thing in that sense because it's like you you, you have more responsibilities as you get older and then you don't have time to do those things. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, you have a dis- you make the decision on how you make your day in that mindset which is also in the book <laughs> actually Mike. <Yeah. laughs> well anyways Eesh. you dig you can dictate what you do and schedule what you do on a daily basis and, uh, even if even if it comes to the busiest person you can always break down your day if you if you, you could literally break down if it comes to you just working out 20 minutes that's all you really need if you do the right things you could do uh you could do cardio in twenty Circuits. minutes without doing going to the gym and doing uh using the bike or anything and just using your body weight for twenty minutes and literally do like three or four miles in that twenty minutes. Also, insanity is twenty five minutes. minutes. So you can schedule that around the kids getting sick. There's moms who have ki- who use that as a selling point of what you're saying. Who have kids? I know people. I know a celebrity trainer who has his girl who has two kids. Who literally works out with her kids? It does it on Instagram and shows you if I could do this, you could do this. It shows you it can be done. And there's people with more kids who can who have examples of them fitting the schedule of do, doing home workouts, not actually going to the gym because you don't always have to go to the gym. 
you could do it at home. It may re- it may require a bit more work or energy, but you could still do it. Just like the push-ups and squat challenges that go out. Right. You increase more each day. We're not you don't have to join LA Fitness here, but do something, right? Consistently. You That's the whole point. It's you're the mentality. So, so so your so your thought process uh-huh. is that you should just work out no matter what it is. I'll be completely transparent. I'm super lazy. However, when I get motivated, tunnel vision and that usually happens when i'm being athletic and working out right and they should do that instead of getting the surgery and eating right Going nutrition because at the end of the day majority of those things that those surgeries do happen when well y- yes you still have to work out but majority of those things that they want to do end up being sculpted when you work out your butt your breasts your stomach your arms your legs your face all those things change when you work out you ever look at a body of a sculpted body and the, the it's literally it's literally a work of art if you look at a sculpted body and how it's presented and how it looks in comparison to all those things that they're doing they're going off of that image also let's just put a, a health tip out there you don't really want to go down below let's say nine percent body fat because then you can start to lose you know you know aspects of your immune system but aesthetically yes and then also another health tip since it is the holiday season the average American, unfortunately, is carrying about 10 to 20 pounds of excrement in your intestines, which is why you must cleanse, cleanse annually. So as we approach the new year, you can do any type of challenge you want. I remember when Jazz did the, when he grew out his hair, that was dope. My challenge is celibacy for 40 days, eating vegan alkaline for 40 days, waking up at 4 a.m. and going to the gym for 40 days. So 40 days, 40 nights. And my birthday is always the 40th day of the year. So it's a little gift to myself to really dial in. Speaking of that, did Jazz talk to you about the health show he wants to do? No. Is, oh, it, yeah, is it with Vaughn? Come back on the show. Yeah, huh? Is it with Vaughn? No. It's with I Kevin. think it's with Kev. Yeah. He want, they're supposed to, um, you know, New You Health. He's doing stuff like that now. He wants to, um, I think. He's going to talk about his stroke. Yeah. Yeah. And really? Yeah, he wants to tell his whole story. Oh. And, and do a show. He wants me to, I got Kev's number. He wants me to call Kev and talk about it. To get it going or whatever, but to do a show, um, I think from the barbershop uh, with Kev talking and and about the stroke and uh, and things that he went through and stuff like that. So I think it's like mid January, something like that. He wants to do it, so yeah, uh, we'll talk about that and stuff like that later. So yeah, we'll, we'll bring you a new you health the show. return. <laughs> well, that should be fine. Some about health, <laughs> health at that point. So, but. Um, I get you guys' point. I mean, I, I, it depends on what it is, how long they've been, like, trying. If it's really, like, you know, a health issue when it comes to the weight loss surgery, and then, and they're like, listen, I could try, but I've been trying my whole life. You know, I, 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 I get it. But, you know, certain things, I feel like if you want to make yourself feel better and look better, as long as you don't cross that line, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll probably get a new hairline in about five or ten years. I'm okay with that or whatever. But you might be somebody like, look, I'm going bald, I'm going bald or whatever. You know, everybody's kind of different or whatnot. I love yeah. my hair, so I'm not going to let that happen. So. If it comes to a point where I get old and it goes, hey, I had a good I had a Had good a good run? run. <laughs> I had a good run. What hell of a run. Huh? I had one hell of a run. It did, it did a lot of great greatness in me. So if it goes, at that point, hopefully I have somebody tangled up by then. So it's all good. Nah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need safari number. <laughs> you know, by then... So, you know, the more the more the more popularized it is, it probably become cheaper because it's more regular. So you can get. You can I heard get the it. one that um, what did Tiger? The or? one that Tiger has is like the best one. 
Yeah. That's a um Dude, he Tory got like Lanes. fucking flow it. You see his hair now? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Tory, because yeah, the braids and all that. Because yeah. Tory was saying Tiger had the better oh, one. Oh yeah, he gave I don't know, I don't pictures know if, yeah. for the number of yeah, yeah. like I don't know if Safari went to the same person, but Tiger apparently is the, the goat. As a doctor when it comes to oh, hair, hair rejuvenation. <laughs> I just said that, you know, for me, I'm, I'll, I'll Mike's get going, that Mike's going under the knife. Yeah. For, the, for them hair plugs. <laughs> Not now. I'm good now. You know, I'm good. Girls but that's expensive, though. That's like at least 10, 20 grand. So was freaking um, breasts 10 years ago. But the more people get it, the more it becomes regular. Now you can get breasts for 4000 right? So, so as time goes uh, along. Maybe because the thing that um, Tiger... Is doing his is expensive because Tori was saying that Tiger's the one the thing the person that Tiger goes to is literally like one of the most expensive procedures in comparison to all the other stuff that don't really work. Yeah. What are these procedures again? It's like um I don't remember exactly what it is, but they like it's apparently your hair and they like implant it or plug it or something. I don't know the whole thing, but it's like is this what LeBron did? No, no. LeBron did something else. That's it's why what, it's, it's like, what it's what Tiger did. Safari did. Tori, um, Brian Urlacher. Have you seen Brian Urla- Urlacher's hair now? Urlacher. Um, Deion Sanders just got it done and whatnot. And I'm telling you, like, he's growing the hair back and whatnot. So I, I think Urlacher is a spokesperson right now, actually. That new hairline doing, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Is this what Steve Carell did, too? I think Carell did do it, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, LeBron got the wrong person. But it ain't working. Well, <laughs> but. That's um, neither here nor there. So that's our talk about cosmetic body surgeries.